Welcome Beyond the Neutral Zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Tanner and Ben. Today is, well, technically it's past midnight, so technically it is January 2nd. Happy birthday, Ben. Happy you were the birthday, Brandon. Hey, you were the first person to tell it's me. 40 minutes, by the way. I'm surprised uh, nobody's No one cares about me, bro. Huh? So, but, but unacceptable by college football. It is 12.40 a.m., and there's still a football game on. Anyway, we're live reaction right now. Texas has the ball on the 31-yard line, down by six with 45 seconds. No timeouts. First snap just happened. Threw a ball to a guy that wasn't looking for it. What in the world? It's been happening all game long. What in the world? The receivers just are not turning their heads to find these throws. Ben, what are you doing? It's very strange. Um, by the way, if Texas wins this game, it's because of a Washington running running back getting hurt. But for seemingly that was the worst time to have for a cramp. seemingly no reason that looked it like was, a cramp. it was not a cramp. The dude was in agonizing pain going to the side. I, I don't know what happened, but the dude dude was. Have real. you ever had a hamstring cramp at three o'clock in the morning, bro? That's I, again, oh pass to a receiver that's not looking for the ball. What is going on? And now it's third and 10. number zero specifically. It's two plays in a row that he's got a pass thrown. Did to they him. go to him last play too? Yes, he's just did. He's not looking for it. I don't understand. It's so strange. I don't get it. I, 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 that, that's, and, and listen, like, that's been happening all game. I, I don't, I, I don't, it's Especially just so, fade routes so that. strange. It's very bizarre. I don't know what could be causing that. Don't, deep shot oh, this time. Going for the, oh, what a play. He's celebrating, Dang, he's bro. celebrating when they gotta go spark the ball. <laughs> what in the world? What a huge play. What a catch. Oh, Ooh, my God. Did goodness. he push off with that right arm, though? That was a little bit of a push off, but they're going to let that go because the other guy was grabbing him, too. Who wins if there's a touchdown from here, Brandon? Um, Still me. Oh, another deep shot. That's it. Oh, Ooh. that was almost picked. Mine was 16. Uh, Ben's was 55. So Mine I'm, was like 80. I think I'm out. Of yeah, this. you're 86. You're, you're yeah, I'm out of yes. this, yeah. For sure. We seconds. need to fill them in, by the way. So we done uh -oh. random. No, it's too complicated. It's okay. Fine. Yeah. All right. There's a corner hurt also. Oh my goodness! This is this all of a sudden got really exciting at the end of this game when it seemed like it was not going to be exciting at all. All the Washington players are going down. It's too late for them, bro. It's past their bench. <laughs> well, they're the West Coast team. They should be the one. More prepared for this. That was almost picked. Yeah, it was a good attempt. What is his injury? I, I don't know how he got hurt either. Know. All what? these Washington players are getting hurt. Uh, he landed on his shoulder. Kind Unless of. it, he wasn't even acting like it was a shoulder. He was acting like it was like a hamstring or something. I don't know. Oh, of course, there's a Washington timeout now, so we're going to have to sit around. Oh, my goodness. By the way, did I, I said they were down by six, but the current score, Washington has 37, Texas has 31. Michael Penix Jr. has been absolutely oh elite in this game. He looks like Tom Brady took steroids before a Super Bowl game. Tom Brady has never had this many amazing you shut your in mouth, one game. Bro. You shut your That's mouth. That's just a fact. That's just not You shut your mouth. It's just the way it is, bro. Oh, my goodness. So, I... 
I'm, it's a little strange how we ended up with single coverage on the, in this situation. How do like how does that happen? It's very on that big play. I just don't know how a single coverage oh. play happens. By the way, I would win, Ben, if a touchdown happened right here. Oh, I mean, I would tie you. It's not going to, but I hope it does. Actually, got him. Oh, oh I don't think I think he was out. They called it a they're, catch. They're gonna this is going to be this is going to be very close. I, it, he only needs one, bro. It only it matters if his toe is still on the ground right there. That's oh, that's it, it. It depends on that. There's a little bobble. It depends on if they could deem that as control or not. That's it. Yeah, it, it didn't. I, he never lost contact point. Really it was in the fingertips. Wow. Look, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm actually going to feel kind of bad for Michael Penix if he loses this yeah, game I mean, after how he's played. I mean, he deserves... <laughs> it, it's probably... I, I'm no, kidding. Dude. Listen, this may be the best quarterback performance in a college football game of like this magnitude I may have ever seen. I mean, I'm going to go further. I'm going to go further. It's the best quarterback performance I've ever seen, period, at any level of football at any time. Oof. I, 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 any, in an individual game, what Michael Pinnock Jr. has done in this game, I've never seen a quarterback and, perform better than this. And I know, okay, to listeners, I know that may sound crazy, but, like, if you watch this game, Michael Pinnock Jr. is making passes in tight coverage that, like, he is putting the ball in the only place that he can put it just cons- for a completion. And it's consistent, too. Like every throw. Like, so I know that sounds crazy, but if you watch the game and watch the passes that this dude is completing, it's just, it's insane. It's like, incredible. I would have to give it some time, though, to think it's the best quarterback performance ever. Like, I would have to, like, I don't know, really think about that. I, like the college it. game in this magnitude, this I think is that. Balling out oh, he's balling out, dude. One hundred percent. It's blue. I mean, look, listen. He's literally been perfect. Like he's just—he's not missed anything. I, I mean, I'll give you that. I'll perfect. give you that. I don't know how you can't do any better than this. And it's not like he's doing a little short dink and dunk kind of. No, stuff. these he's are shots. These are ball shots he's putting on the. Mark. All right, they're lined up, ready to go, which means that they—they they didn't overturn it. Yes. Yeah, so nice. they got. 15 seconds to go. No timeouts. They have four shots to the end zone. Are they on, like, what? The, they're on the 12-yard line. Four shots So, to yeah, the end don't get tackled inbounds. They could go to something, like, near the goal line. Because a first down won't kill you because you could spike it. Washington takes another timeout. <laughs> the Texas players looked visibly frustrated about that. Number five is upset. Number <laughs> five wants this ball. Number five is always upset. But he's been the one I think he's got to find the ball. Of those. No, number zero. Fade right. Oh, was it zero? No, zero is the one earlier on this rep, on this drive that wasn't finding the ball. Mm. But five was the one that missed the fade right earlier. Number five is going to get drafted by the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the truest statement. <laughs> <laughs> if that actually no. happens, bro, <laughs> he has a ton of talent, but he's an absolute crybaby. So. Oh my goodness! Oh man, this is this is so late already. We're gonna be up so late tonight. Oh my gosh! Me and Ben got to work in the morning. Yeah, some people have to work in. Well, I worked less all than night. Seven that hours. Feel any better? Do you have to work in literally like six hours, Tanner? No, no, I don't. Thankfully, if I went to sleep right now, I would get less than six hours of sleep. No, that's that's cute, bro. It is. That's cute. 
All right, here we go. Right. On my birthday, birthday, bro. You should have, like, I, I don't know, asked off or something. Uh, That's a terrible play. What? I don't know what that was. What? Off what, the yard. And what, time. what were you trying to do, Tech? They literally just did a swing route to a running back that lost one yard. I, I just don't, I don't understand. What? <laughs> If there was just no way that that was ever going to be a successful play, ever. Oh, man. All right, now they're on the 13-yard line. Hey, ten, number, ten, five, number five is catching Ten ball, seconds bro. to go. Yep, done. Throw to him. That's too far. What are you doing, bro? I just gave him a Now chance. you only got time for one more play. Yeah, I think, this is, I think this is going to be the last play. I don't know if you can. I don't know if it can be quick enough to have two shots at this. That's a, that play took five seconds. If if I'm the offensive coordinator here, I think I'm doing some sort of like five yard out route re- real quick right here, just just to get a few more extra yards. Make sure he gets out of bounds as quick as possible. I think you can do that in four seconds, and then run a quarterback draw. I'm not showing throwing <laughs> shots at another game, but then run a quarterback draw after that. No, you say that for overtime. Oof. He got it off. He got it off. No, they got that's, one, that's one second. One more that's play. One second. No, that's one second. Yeah, I mean, it's not even questionable. Yeah, that. Um, okay, come on, officials. Like, why Like, why is this got to be a long, drawn-out process? Let's go. It don't oh my goodness, that was obvious, bro. Yeah. I mean, it may have been two seconds. Yeah. May two. Yeah. Nah, it's Yeah, it's two it's seconds. Two seconds. It, it's not Not that it matters, but Yeah. What are you what player are you calling right here? Uh, this is just... it's a fade to number five. I'm th- I'm throwing a rocket to the middle of the field is what I'm doing. No, number uh, five is getting this ball, bro. Do it out of bounds. I, I thought he caught you, that. I Quinn Ewers, dude. You've I'm got to give your guy a better chance than this. This pick, who cares? Yeah. yeah. He's got to something like that. I don't get it. Give him a chance, man. Mm. And by the way, Washington, the fact that they were single covering that guy on that play is blow, blows my mind. Like, I, I, what do you I call? literally called those last two plays perfect. Hey, it's a fade to number it, five. And here's the thing. Quinn Ewers, if he threw the ball inbounds on either of them, they may have just won the game. Yeah. He just threw it out of bounds on both plays. Like, two plays, in, I, I don't understand. I That was just so strange. Give your guy a chance, man. Like, that, I, if he throws it in the middle, like, or closer to the middle, where it's literally just a jump ball and the sideline has nothing to do with it, then he his guy may have a chance, dude. But he can't. He can't fully jump because he's got to keep his feet down. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, like that's so dumb. That's a really stupid, really. I get it. Bad but maybe I'm playing players. devil's advocate, but you got to give the defender a little bit of credit on that. The defender like, played. That. I, I get. Defender, he played it. He played it. The well. defender you gotta did. Give what, the defender he did what he was supposed to do. But if the throw is where it's supposed to be, it's just a jump ball yeah. in that situation, and that receiver is out jumping that defender. 
Now, the defender can still make a play to where it's incomplete, mm-hmm. but you've got to – if your guy is the jump ball master, which it seems like that's what that guy is, jump ball master, throw the ball up to where it's actual jump ball. If I'm a corner and I know a jump ball is coming – I'm staying planted on the ground. I'm not even trying to jump. I'm just taking that dude's legs out from under him. If he goes onto to the ball, hats off to you. Hats off to you. I, I would stay on the ground too, but for a different reason. I'm staying on the ground and finding his hands and finding when he catches the ball, finding, finding the ball after he catches it, and then and, and, then, and then attacking the ball. Attack, yeah. I'm just taking his legs out. If he wants ben to. just wants to take his legs out. Ben that's just, all Ben wants to ben do. Ben just wants to break his neck. That's exactly what. That's all, that's all of it. Hey, ben wants the video game. And he's going to be completely out of breath, and he's going to remember that the next time he tries to do a jump ball on it. And he's not going to want to jump up in the air. So... <laughs> That's that's all I'm saying. All right. So Texas, like we said, Texas had a chance there at the end because of the bizarre injury from the Washington running back uh, on one of, on their last play before they punted. Though we need to go back. Quinn Ewers had a couple of just missed throws right there for some reason. But anyway, we need to go back to the main story of this game: Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. Michael Penix Jr. Because Texas play, did not play a bad football game. They had two fumbles. That cost them the game at the end of the day because their offense moved the ball really well. But they had two fumbles that really cost them. Very bad. Um, but Michael Penix Jr. was unstoppable. Like, he's just just perfect, perfect throws. Perfect defense didn't matter. Maybe he's putting it right in just pinpoint windows that just should not be possible. And that's what he just kept doing. It was absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, he made a statement like that. That yeah. was a it to me personally. Like I may be reading too much into this, but that was a I should have won the Heisman type performance that he put on. Yes, he's he the won. best quarterback in college football this year. After that performance, I legitimately don't know how you can deny that. Like yeah. I, I genuinely don't. Now this year, to be honest, I don't think there was a whole lot of competition this year. I don't think this year was full of just great college Bro, what are you talking about? Caleb Williams is the <laughs> next best thing since Andrew Luck, dude. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. I, but Michael Penix Jr., I mean, man, I don't know how you could say anything other than him. None of us actually believe that, by the way. I just want to make no. that very clear. He, yeah, he was definitely being sarcastic. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else other than Michael Penix in this game, but he was really just the main thing. He's just the guy. Um, Quinn Ewers didn't play bad. Yeah, like he, he, he didn't good. play great. He didn't I mean, play. I don't, those last two throws weren't great, but I think other than that, I think he, he I think he actually did play great. I think he played a great game. Michael Penix, like it's not even a question. Yeah. He outplayed him oh. by far. Yeah, Michael Penix played but, a perfect, literally yeah. perfect game. Yeah. So, yes, Michael Penix Jr. played a much better game than Quinn Ewers, yeah. but I think Quinn Ewers also played a good game. Yeah, I really do. He did. Um, it, he had a, a several throws where the receivers weren't even looking. It was very odd. You know, there was a couple of drops, but even more than the drops, there was several plays where the receivers were not looking for the ball, and I, I don't. I, I I didn't understand it. I don't get it. But whatever. Um, all right. So I I I don't. I want to say more about this game, but it really just still comes down to Michael Penix Jr. Really I mean, it, it's just say, it's just Michael Penix Jr. was just that good. I I don't know what else to say about it. Like it's just he was that good. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I I don't have anything else to say. You got anything to add? I can't think of anything to add to it. I really no. can't. Mm-mm. All right, all right. Let's get to the game, the other game, the other college football playoff. The other game. Mm. So, by the way, the final score of the Texas and Washington game was Washington 37 and Texas 31. Yes. The other game, Alabama and Michigan. Michigan wins 27 to 20 in overtime. Tanner, I'll let you take the floor right now. Tell us what your main thoughts about this game. And then we'll ask some some questions okay. and stuff at five minutes. So, right, so I'm gonna break this down. I'm literally clocking myself to try to get this done in five minutes. Okay. So, I'm, okay, I'm I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to explain why I feel this way. Okay, Alabama played just so sloppy in the first half of this game. But both teams. In my but but yeah. yeah, both teams played sloppy, but especially Alabama. <laughs> it's bad. In them. my personal opinion, this game falls on Tommy Reese, Alabama's offensive coordinator. And I say that because of this. Okay? I say that because of this. Okay? If you look at the front, let's let's break let's take a second and let's break down the first half for a minute. Okay? Alabama or Michigan had a Tying a a record tying under the Nick Saban era five sacks in the first half. Okay, but let's take a second and and look back at some of these sacks. Okay, yes, some fantastic blitzes that Michigan pulled off in this game. Okay, some fantastic blitzes. Okay, but I have to take a step back and really question Tommy in some of this play calling. Okay, because especially two of these sacks, if you go back and you look, Michigan is one, they're blitzing fantastically. Like, especially when Alabama's only playing a five man front, just left tackle to right tackle. There's no tight end help. There's no nothing. There's no running back to help block either. They're literally just playing a five man front. Okay, all of their receivers are running 10 to 15 yard routes that take at least three seconds to develop to where Jalen can get the ball to them. I'm sorry when Michigan is blitzing and putting enough pressure, especially with the left side of Alabama's offensive line. You can't do that, Tommy, like make an adjustment that this is, and this is my biggest frustration with a lot of this stuff. It's, it's elementary school coaching that Tommy's missing on. Like, you cannot, when your quarterback and your offensive line is under this much pressure, you have to make easier routes, bro. Especially when Michigan is playing off on, um, on Alabama receivers like they are. Like, they run simpler routes, man. Curls, slant, like easy developing to where Jalen can get the ball out. A second and a half, two seconds. Jermaine Burton, Isaiah Bond, they are playmakers that can take those slant routes, curl routes, anything like that, and make plays with them, okay? My second aspect is this, okay? Alabama backs... At the end of regulation going into overtime, yes, I will say one of these backs only had one rush for 11 yards, but they're averaging seven yards a carry, 
Like, okay. A lot of people that may not know a lot of football that listen to this podcast, a first down is 10 yards. Legitimately. So you have multiple backs that are averaging seven yards a carry. Why are you even trying to to throw the football in when you're running design quarterback runs, quarterback draws? When you're running read options, Jalen is he's making plays. He's getting positive yards. Worst case scenario, you're getting three to four yards. In design quarterback runs, you're not even taking advantage of play action. You're running screen passes, and then you're running these plays that take three to four yards for your receivers to get open. That's not going to work, Tommy, especially with how much pressure your guys are under. This is just so frustrating, bro. And especially with the fact of when you're running these plays, you're putting Jalen under pressure and sacks are occurring, dude. Like, this is elementary school coaching, in my opinion. Like, you should be able, and I give Bama credit, they cleaned up a lot in the second half. I'm I'm sorry, dude. Like McLaughlin, bro. I I I don't know what was wrong with you in this game, bro. But did you guys literally see the back to back terrible snaps? The back to back low snap. Like, yeah. dude, come on, man. Like you, this has been a problem all game. You can't make. You can't do that in a game of this. You can't do it, man. You can't. Like, I'm not going to say... Like, Alabama cleaned up a lot in the second, okay? But you have a 17-13 lead. You get a field goal. You have a 20-13 lead. With how you're running the ball, your priority needs to be draining the clock. Why are you even trying to throw the football, okay? And my next... I'm sorry, dude. I, I just... You have... Okay. You have an injury timeout for Jermaine Burton. I, I guess it was a cramp, okay? You have an injury timeout for Jermaine Burton, okay? That's at least one to two minutes off the clock, okay? Then you have Michigan call a timeout, okay? That's another 30 seconds to a minute off the clock. Then you have Alabama call a timeout. That's another 30 seconds to a minute off the clock. You're telling me the best play that you can come up with is a quarterback draw out of the shotgun. That is unacceptable, bro. That is absolutely unacceptable. That is the best play that you can come up with. It's not a play action. It's not a play where you have... It, I, I just... Okay. Like, let me, it is so unacceptable, dude. Let me, like, let me push back on that a little bit. I forgot what year it was. National Championship. Texas. It's USC. Vince Young. Very similar player to Jalen Milrow, quarterback draw. Vince Young is still better than Jalen Milrow, bro. I'm sorry, Van, I, Vince Young. They're is very similar players. But okay, I can. Okay, here's my it, here's my pushback to you on that. I I will give you that. I understand. I would have slept a lot better if he would have called like a read option play or something like that instead of a quarterback draw. 
Right. You have no options, man. Like, you... Yeah. You look, play action. Send somebody in motion. Do something, bro. I, I, you I, have I, a good five to six minutes to come up with just, something, bro. Your literally season is on the line, dude. Yeah. You need three yards. In, in general... You are taking the ball out of Jalen Milrow's hands saying you don't trust him by doing... By calling a quarterback draw. What? I just they literally don't. they literally put it in. No, I'm, I'm saying from the aspect of you don't trust him so, to to to, yeah. to run out of the pocket. You don't trust yeah. more like you don't trust his arm so, to make a so play. In general, I agree with you. Look, in that situation, and I went like eight minutes. I'm sorry. In that situation, I want to give my quarterback at least three options on what what can happen there. Which means I want him. Scrambling to either the left or the right, whichever way he feels more comfortable, have two have two targets that are one read, two read, and if they're both there, then he can make a play with his legs. If they're if they're both covered, he can make a so giving him the I liked that kind of play the best. Um, but the defense was probably anticipating that. But then again, the defense just blew up that offensive line. Yeah. So I don't know if it mattered what the play call was. To be honest with you, I it, mean. To be fair to the Alabama OC there, Michigan's defense just dominant. Like, there was no – I don't think there was any play call that would have worked because even the routes, they did have their receiver running routes right there. Now, they were probably like fake routes to throw the yeah, corners off. But, like, even those routes were completely boxed. Like, the corners were all mm-hmm. over it. Even the running back on the swing route was being guarded, too. Look, so there I was nothing. I, I just – look, man, you have and, – and I get what you guys are saying, but you're telling me, Tommy Reese, your entire – dude, your season is riding on one play. You have let, – let, let's break – you have plays – where you can run motion players, try to confuse a defense. You have play action. You have all of the, and a quarterback draw is the best that you can come up with. In my personal opinion, that was the icing on the cake for Tommy Reese calling just a bad game for Alabama in this game. Like, you, you, I I just, I don't, legitimately, I just, I don't understand. I do not think I, I completely disagree with, yes, I'm going to say Michigan special teams helped. They definitely helped. But on the flip side of that, we were making this game harder on ourselves for a very good portion. If you guys remember, the literally the first play of the game was an atrocious J.J. McCarthy read and throw for an interception. Yes, very bad. That that was, I don't know what he was looking at. That was the first play of the game that would have given us literally 20 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. Like, that's the first play of the game. They go three and out, we go, we Which, score a touchdown. Like, you, we... You, the, and you get, they we, ended up muffing the punt anyway, and that's when you got a touchdown. That's, yeah, that's when we got a touchdown yeah. off of it. So, Michigan, like... We had some bad luck in this game, but the luck canceled out, in my opinion. The luck canceled out with the no, special teams. The, spe- the special Jaylen- teams' mistakes are way worse. Way, way worse. Yes. The field position is like 80 yards of field position. I get it. Yes, I understand that. But if you go back and look, it's a 17-13 game. 
Jalen Milrow fumbles the ball inside in Michigan territory. That's not a bad luck thing. That's but a that, that's a mis- like. It, it, I get it, it, but you're giving them fantastic field year. position. Yeah, he'd been what? doing that same thing all year. Like whenever he runs, he doesn't secure the ball. He runs. He doesn't. He doesn't look, switch hands. So he, so Michigan. Did they have any other fumbles other than the muff punt? I don't. I don't. I can't remember. I don't. Did they have any turnovers other than the one? Michigan muff had. They had a muff punt. Three, let's see, three turnovers in this game? Did two they? turnovers, three turnovers. I'm pretty sure it was two or three okay, turnovers so in this game. So the special teams specifically, they got one muff punt. They had a missed extra point and a missed field goal. And the missed, missed, field, the missed extra point is obviously completely unacceptable. That's that was a missed field goal, that not have, missed extra point. There was a missed extra point, too. Their first touchdown, they missed the extra point. Um, and well, he, because of a bad snap. A bad snap, big. yeah. Bad snap. And then the, oh, missed, well, and then yeah. the missed field goal was just an easy field goal, chip shot field goal, and you just whip it. Like, I mean, I, those are – you just can't have those kind of things. Special teams, disastrous for Michigan. Michigan outplayed Alabama it, on let's, offense let's, let's, let's put it this way. No, they did not, it, let's, let's put it this – let me stop. put it this they way. They did not – If they don't – I'll give you defense, let me, not offense. Let me, I won't fight you on it. Let me put it this I'm way. I'm sorry. Let me put it this way. If Michigan doesn't buff a punt and they don't miss a field goal with an extra point, this game's not even close. Michigan wins easily. Because uh, you you scored a touchdown, first touchdown on the on the month. And then – So, so yes – Argument, you can say the exact same thing. If Dune is not out of bounds, we're talking about special teams. We're saying we're saying offensively and defensively, Michigan played way better than Alabama. And let me talk to you a little bit about the push back a little bit about the Alabama offense thing. The the running average is a little bit skewed. A lot of those plays were passing situations that they got massive running run yards on, and we saw several running plays. Talking running backs. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. And we saw multiple, several running plays throughout the game, early in the game and late in the game, where it was just completely blown up and stuffed. Um, I think you all, you could not rely on just running the ball every play because the defensive line was just too good for that. Um, also, the, and the, you were talking about complaining about throwing the ball down the field 10, 15 yards or even further, why that why that doesn't work because the Michigan's pass rush is too good. I agree with you on that. that I completely agree with you. But here's the thing. We've not seen... That's the that's the kind of offense that Alabama's been running all year that's been successful for Jalen Milrow. What he's been good at, the only thing he can do is throw deep. He he's not he's not one of these meticulous like pick you apart kind of quarterbacks. He's he's like we're gonna take shots and we're gonna beat you down the field and then we're we're also gonna run the ball up the middle. That's the way Alabama's played offense and, all year and long. Normally Milrow is quick enough that he can get away from the yes. defensive lines. Exactly. This 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 Michigan defensive line was different though. Like that was that was he's not used to his Alabama's offensive line doesn't get beat like that yeah. they they don't get beat like they got beat today that doesn't happen but it, they happened today that that deep, that pass rush was just too good and I would like to say that I like I said before this game even started like as soon as we knew who was in the playoffs I was like Michigan's defense is legit they have a legit defense their offense I don't really know but I was like their defense is legit. And I think we saw that today. Like, really the only points that Alabama got was off of yes. turnovers. I'll give you this, Tanner. I, offenses, if you want to say it was a wash offensively, I'll give you that. I don't I don't know if Michigan really did anything super offensively that makes me go. I, I literally, so, literally said after halftime, stop the run. Number two, I can't think of what his name is. Number two, yeah. I'm sorry, it's not J.J. McCarthy. Yeah. Number two won you this game. He played great. I'm sorry. He is the reason that Michigan won this game. Yeah. J.J. McCarthy did not win this game. And I literally yeah. said after halftime, stop the run, 
make J.J. McCarthy win you this game. Which which J.J. McCarthy made some plays. He let's, made let's, some good. He made honest. some good throws. Blake, but most of Blake those plays, Blake most Corn. yeah, most of those plays were off motions that it should, Alabama just didn't pick up. Like yeah. Bama now, just we just didn't pick up. I also want to give you this too. This was bad luck for Alabama. The drive that Michigan put at the end to to tie the game to send it to overtime. That tipped pass that ended up still being a perfect spiral for some reason. You know what I'm talking about, Yeah, Tanner? that's just I, that. I could not believe. Like, it was a clear as day tipped pass that completely moved the ball. Yeah. But the ball's still a perfect spiral. I, 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 that was It crazy. actually ended up hurting Alabama. Yeah. The dude behind him ended up going for the interception yeah, instead the, of the tackle. The defender bit on the ball, which made yeah. him miss whiff the tackle, and he got more yards. I just, that was and, a crazy play. And look, I'm, I'm not, look, I, and I want, I want to make sure that I say this. Alabama, especially in the first half, played very sloppy. Okay? Very, very sloppy football. Okay, like the sacks, excuse me, the sacks, like it, it just, you just, you, you cannot do that, man. Like there were one or two penalties on both sides that were missed. Like, so miss me with the penalty argument. Like I just, it, it was on both sides. Oh, I want to talk I, about that for a second too. Not a single holding call in the entire game. <laughs> yeah, for on either team, even though there were several holds on. Both not a teams. single, not a single holding call. None. Everybody's talking about the the um, the late tackle in the sideline. Okay, I can make the exact same argument for the roughing the kicker. Would it have been no, the, the roughing the punter was not roughing the punter. That was one hundred percent roughing the punter. Yes. That was that was one hundred. Oh, let me explain. To yeah, you no, happened. that was one hundred. No, the punter punched the ball and then holds his leg out for five seconds after punting. No, dude. And then he, afterwards, no, bro, and then flops no, and acts no, like he bro. died. Okay, and then comes okay. back in the game is completely fine. I will give you the acting like he died. One hundred percent. He held his I leg will. out. He literally was seeking out the contact. I will one hundred percent listen to that. Like the, he should not have like even gone died. down. Con, when, like he literally should never even gone down. He's literally trying to buy a call, and the referee give the credit to the referee did not buy it. The referees always fall for it. This guy didn't fall for it. I've got to give him credit. I, absolute, I, absolute minimum, it's running into the kid, which would have been a first down in that situation because was, I think it was fourth and three. But I don't even think it's running into because the kid, the leg should have already been down by then. I don't, I don't know think, why. I don't know why it's still up. I You're think, acting like they're supposed to be the Rockettes. You kick the ball, you need no, your leg down at half a second. I like the leg. You're acting like they're the, supposed to be the Rockettes. Like, but he literally extends it into the guy. Literally, ex- he legs come down and then he extends it into him. I promise you, go watch it again. Dude. You're an Alabama fan. I, I watched it. it four times. And I did. I No, no. Don't give me that Alabama argument because I literally <laughs> just said Alabama got away with a with a no. unnecessary roughness penalty. That wasn't unnecessary roughness either. Are you no. talking about the on the sideline yes. and he's three yards outside and dude literally drug him yeah. down? He was already tackling before the play, before he got out of bounds. What are you talking about? He's, did, I, the ta- the tackle, he tackle, the tackle started way before he got out of bounds. No, bro. Yes. If if it's what a play, we if about? we're talking about the same play, yes, dude. It, I would, I would not have said anything if they would have called a necessary. Let me, let me put it this way: there I was, legitimately would not have been upset about that. 
I look, I would have been pissed about the Alabama defender, but not the call. Other than some holding calls, there is nothing that happened in that game that I would have thrown a flag on that they didn't throw it on. The little nothing. There were some holding calls that I probably would have thrown. Other than that, there was not a single call that happened that I would have thrown a flag on that they didn't. But they but, evened and, and, out though. And right. yes, it, uh, yes. And credit credit to the crew, especially even with the holding calls. I would rather you not call holding calls than to not than to be calling too many. Okay, so absolutely, in my opinion, possibly the best officiated football game I've seen all year. Uh, like NFL or college, either way. I don't even think you have to throw NFL in there. I think that was just assumed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I thought the crew did a, a great job. They kept the flag in their pocket the whole game. Which that's what that's what all year long fans. That's all we ask, bro. Just let them play football, bro. If it's something egregious, yeah, call it. If not, let them play ball. And they did. They did. They did a good job. Um, I don't think that there was unnecessary roughness on Michigan, and I don't think it was roughing the punter either way. Go, going back to the punt, like I don't think it was quite as egregious as Brandon is making it sound as far as the punter sticking his leg out, but it was definitely extended longer than normal. It wasn't like he just continued to hop on one leg and leave his leg out there, but he definitely had it out a little bit longer than normal. And... Yes, he did flop a little bit, but I'm it not going to... After watching that replay, because this all happened because he left his leg out longer than normal. But he did get a straight knee right to the calf. And if you've ever got a knee to the calf before, okay. that's so, so good. So he's probably... That might be uncomfortable. The dude acted like he tore his ACL. Yeah. Saying my man didn't like really try to get that. He sold it for Yes, he tried. He sold your medical team out there. He saw. I'm not saying my man didn't sell it. Okay, like he tried everything. That, that dude's definitely played okay. soccer. He acted like he got destroyed, like the Titans punter got destroyed. Dude, <laughs> that was legitimately a torn ACL. The Titans, but, the Titans punter was he. He was tougher after that play than this guy was after this one. I tell you that. The Titans punter tried to get up and walk off the field. Oh my god! I'm just. I don't know. I see this game different than you guys do. Like I just this Look, this game, in my personal opinion. A lot of it falls on Tommy Reese. Because you have with that with how yeah. Michigan was playing, especially in that second half, if you're up twenty to thirteen with the ball, like I, I don't even understand why you're even trying to throw the ball. And if you're look, okay, I, I get it. If you if it is in your heart, if you have a bleeding desire, Tommy Reese, to where you just are not gonna be able to sleep tonight until you call a passing play. Use play action, bro. All of your running didn't backs have time, dude. But I, I'm so, okay. I'm not saying run play action to where it takes you five seconds for even if it's a check down something, bro. Like with how your offensive line has been playing, all of your receivers should not be running 10, 15 yards down the field. You're right. Like that. I, that's just and should. Where's the adjustment, dude? Like, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm sorry, bro. That's, like, that's the word I, sh I was about to use. Where's your adjustment? I, he should have, he, he should have made a few more adjustments, especially after halftime. I agree with that. And I think they did change a little bit after halftime, but it, in the fourth quarter, they probably should have changed a little more. Um, here's the thing though. I, 
I, it sounds like you disagree with me and been on this. I think the the better team won today. I Michigan was a better football team. In today. my personal opinion, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna use some Brandon Lynch right here with the Georgia Alabama. If Alabama plays Michigan ten times, Alabama beats them seven out of ten. This was just one of those games that, in my personal wait, who, opinion, wait, hold on, you mixed Alabama, Michigan, and Georgia all into the same. Oh, my, well, I'm, sa- okay, so I'm it, saying I'm using Alabama the Alabama Georgia, Georgia. I'm using the Alabama Georgia logic like yes. you did. If Michigan plays Alabama ten times, Alabama beats Michigan seven or eight. That's times. Not I, I'm sorry. I, I truly I think believe it's flipped. That. I truly believe Alabama wins three. Here's the thing: the offense. I truly, the offense. Sorry, the offenses. I think are a wash. I'll give you that. Michigan's defense was ten times better than Alabama's defense. I, I, I just that continue, defense, I don't it, know. Well, listen, listen to this, Tanner. I'm sorry, listen to this. I don't. So that pass rush. Did you, not only the pass rush. Did you see the lockdowns that the corners had on the receivers? There was no space ever because you're okay. I, I so, get that, so, but you're running, and this is where the adjustments running, need to come. You're running 10, 15 yard routes where your Jalen doesn't have time, and you're literally playing five to six yards off the receiver, like. Make an adjustment, bro, and run shorter routes. Listen, Jermaine Burton, Isaiah Bond, they're shifty enough to where they can make plays. I agree with all of that. Jalen like, Milrow is not that kind of quarterback. He is not that kind of dink and dunk, tear you apart, like pick you apart kind of quarterback. That's not what he's good at. You have to see in this play, like with the like, pressure that he's under. He's not that guy. I, I like I, Michigan. Michigan okay, was the better. If you can, I'm sorry. If you cannot, if I, I'm saying this about Jalen. I'm saying this about there's a Joe lot of Milton. Calls. I'm saying this about any college quarterback. A lot. Of if you cannot make a five yard touch pass on a slant route, get out of the NCAA. Joe Milton. I'm sorry. Do it get out. Yeah. No. There's, there's, the thing with Joe Milton is lot. he throws every pass ninety miles an hour. Here's okay. the thing. Exactly. Most college get out of the NCAA. Most college quarterbacks can't do that. Mo, mo, the, the reason why quarterbacks become NFL quarterbacks is because they can't. Then do you that. don't need to be a quarterback. I'm sorry. If you cannot, if, under pressure, Dude. if you cannot, if you cannot complete a five yard slant route that literally takes Tanner. one and a half, two seconds to develop, what, what, get, out, what, get, Tanner, get out of the NFL. What you're asking for is an NFL quarterback. That's literally what you're asking. You're asking for Tom Brady. That's what you're asking for. Right Lance now. are harder to throw than your you. expectations for quarterbacks are way too high right now, dude. I'm, I, I'm telling you. Like, all right, hold on. I do want to quickly bring up a stat really quick. Just like this is just pure Alabama like blindness to what other fan bases have dealt with the past few years. This is the first time Alabama has went three or more seasons or like three seasons without winning the national football championship under Nick Saban. Yeah, it's crazy. This is the first time ever they have went three years without winning the national football college championship. That means there has never been a three-year span under Nick Saban where Alabama has not been the best football team in college. That's insane. It's wild. Like, it's a crazy stat. Dude. At some point, you just have to accept maybe we were the fourth or fifth or sixth best team in college this year. Maybe Michigan was just better than us this year. Just, like, I, they just weren't. I, I, get, I, I genuinely look, get what look, you guys are saying. I, I just have to disagree on this based on what I saw and the lack of adjustment from Tommy Reese. Like, this was... I feel like, in a way, this was a dick-measuring contest for Tommy Reese. Like, I, I really do. He's like, you know what? We're going to do what's been... Like, there there was no adjustment whatsoever. 
I, like, look, I, I just, I'm, I'm sorry, I just disagree with this 100%. I still think you're like, just counting, like, the tackle, the tackle. Michigan's defense was. Well, yeah, the, the Michigan's defense incredible, and I think you're also just kind of ignoring the fact of what kind of quarterback Jalen Milrow is. Like, he's just, what the, the kind of play calls that you saw in this game today, those are the kind of play calls for Jalen Milrow. And, and I get The kind it. of play I, calls you're asking for are for another quarterback. They're not for Jalen Milrow. And I, and I will say that, and I 1,000% believe this. I'm sorry. If you cannot complete a five-yard slant route in the NCAA as a Division One quarterback, you should not be starting. I'm sorry. I will say that about Jalen Milrow. I will say right. that about Nick. I, I don't care. If you are a Division One quarterback, and you cannot complete a five-yard slant route. Get out of the NCAA. Here's the thing. You should not be a so starting quarterback. What you're asking That for, should be, I'm yes. sorry, that should be simple stuff. Yes, Tanner, that is a simple like, play. And even the average college quarterback can probably hit that eight out of ten throws. Okay? But here's the problem. When you're having to do that play consistently, and that's all the defense is giving you, you've got to do that like ten times in one drive. And if you're going to do that ten, if you're doing that ten times and you're only hitting eight of them, those two misses, if you're throwing in the middle of the field like that, can be tipped, bobbled, can be interceptions, can be batted at the line of scrimmage. It's so many bad things okay, to not- ask a quarterback to be that consistent all the way down the field, consi- a ten straight plays. It's just, it's just not. You're asking too much. Okay, dude. again, I'll go back to my very first argument. Run the damn football, like, run, like it's not. It's this. This is I, this is elementary I, school coaching. I'm just, sorry. This is legit. The, the last that look. I'm I'm gonna break this down for you guys. Okay. One of the la- the last time they put Jace McClellan's freaking stats on, he was 12 rushes for 92 yards. Tw- but I need you all to explain to me, like 12 for 92. I I get it. Okay, I do. I, just, I feel like I don't even need to. I, I, I Those legitimately, numbers are skewed, Tan. How, how are they skewed? How are they numbers skewed? from plays that were should be passing situations that they were running the ball. Okay, so a lot of the some of those were legitimately good runs on first down. Yes, but. I don't think that you could rely on that kind of running game when your offensive line is getting obliterated like they are against that defensive line. Okay? They you literally Well, we don't know because Tommy Reese decided to run fifteen yard routes or screen passes all game and we obviously see how that worked out. Yeah. So I mean we just okay. we just don't know. So obviously. Let's, so let's let's flip to the other side of the field, okay? When Michigan's on offense and Alabama's on defense. Alabama had multiple opportunities to stop Michigan's offense in certain situations of the game, and they just didn't do it. So, so yes, if you wanted to say, like, Alabama's offense, blame it on the offensive coordinator, what are we doing on the other side of the ball? Are we Look, I'm, I'm not I'm 100% like holding them to when, when you're inside the 50 and I'm – I'm not taking Alabama's defense off the hook, okay? I'm not. But I am saying that I'm more disappointed in Tommy Reese than I am Alabama's defense in this game. I'm sorry, especially with how they played in the second half, okay? Because it's 17-13, Jalen Milrow fumbles the football, we hold them to a field goal, 
okay? Or we hold them to a missed field goal, okay? Yeah. We punt the ball, they go down, they get a field goal, okay? So it is, no, we get, no, we score a field goal, so it's 20 to 13. Like, we have a another possession when it's 20 to 13. Like, this this is where this is where I get frustrated. Okay, I just I it, it's common sense in my opinion. Okay, we had success running the even when it was read option plays, even when it was something like this. You can say it skewed all you want to, bro. Okay, but the the fact look the numbers don't lie. Okay, I'm sorry the num the numbers do not lie. Okay, and when Jace is run, when Jace, when uh, when they're running, when they're getting three to four yards on carries, I need you to tell me a coach that is not going to be happy with his running back or his quarterback getting three to four yards a yes, carry. That's great. Okay, and then you're opening, and th this is when I get frustrated when you're getting stuff like you're opening up the play action game. How many play action passes did you guys see this game? I'm not talking deep shots yes. before you say anything. I didn't see hardly any play action, but I'm telling you, dude, they did not have time to do play action. If you did play action, Milrow was getting sacked before the end of the play action ended. And then in the, the last play, you have a timeout, a minute and 30 seconds left. You don't run the damn ball one time. You don't re-option one time. You don't run the ball one time. You run two screens and you try to throw the ball downfield. Like, what What are we doing? Legitimately, if it doesn't come from a special team's blunder, we lose the game in regulation. Okay, so on that end right there, you're, you don't – nobody ever runs the ball in that situation. You need to get, like, 40 yards in, like, less than a minute. And you have to – No, so, hold no, on, I hold completely – No, you – A screen pass in that scenario, they're, act, they're using that as an outside run play. They're making sure that if the ball is caught – they are running the ball behind offensive linemen to where the running back can get out of bounds. That's what they're doing. Because if you run the ball up the middle right there, you're getting tackled in bounds, and then you don't have enough time to get all the way down the field to kick a field goal. Yeah. So they're using the screen pass in that scenario as like an outside run play. I'm now a, Michigan a, was ready for that, and a, their defense was good yeah, enough. I'm okay with the first play being a running play, just to see. I'm not saying run progress. every single time, bro. Yeah. But – you, you, no, you don't. Nobody ever runs in that situation, Tanner. Like that's not an Alabama thing. Like that's just a football thing. Like nobody's ever running. I, that doesn't make it okay. Like I think honestly, it does. That doesn't make it okay. There's a lot of guys that have been doing this a long time. Like, I, and we see and, how that we see how that worked out. And like I we said, see how that running out. it on the first play makes sense because you want to see if you can at least get close to that first down to gain a little little momentum, and the clock is running at the beginning. Just in case, if you do screw up on these next two plays, you've already ran a little bit of clock off. So, but they punted the ball. They did leave a lot of time on the clock, to be honest. They left too much time on that punt. That was probably like, what, 25 seconds or something like that? It was four, it was around a minute, I think, actually. I think on it was a punt? I think it was around a minute. I think they it only, was around a minute. I think it was around 40 seconds to a minute, and Michigan had two times. They ran one play. Alabama took a timeout to force them to take another, and then they took a knee and it ran the clock out. I think I legitimately think it was between forty seconds to a minute that Michigan had. 
It, it was definitely less than forty seconds because they only had to no, take one knee. I, they didn't have I, to. They didn't have to take multiple knees, Tanner. They, they ran to. Yeah, hang on, let me. They, did, I, they took two knees. I swear. No, I first, swear. First to you. down, they ran the ball up the middle. Alabama took a timeout. Second down, they took a knee. Game was over. The regulation was over. It was. It was more than that. Um, oh. hang on, let me look. I don't. I'm literally telling you the math. Like they ran. At okay, one play, well, I, I'm telling you what you're telling me the math. I'm telling you what happened. It so, was so Alabama ran they or Michigan ran a play. Alabama took a timeout. Then Michigan need the ball, which means that and, that and that was the end of the regulation, which means that it had to be less than 40 seconds. Uh, but anyway, uh, on the last knee, there was 20 something seconds left on the last knee. I know that, but I the. There were go what regardless, there was more time left on the punt than there should have been. They should have probably had the last possession of the game. Um definitely some strange play calls, but it's hard to move the ball like that down the field when you need to when your offensive line is just getting obliterated like that. Uh it it was bizarre to see, man. It was bizarre to see. It it really was. You don't we don't see whether it's S- whether it's Georgia or Alabama. Uh, we don't see like these dominant SEC teams like those two getting destroyed by a Big Ten defensive line like that. Like I, I just it was very very odd, well, to say the least. Very strange. But um, Ben, did you have any questions or comments about this any, any about this game further? Uh, I think we pretty much covered it all, honestly. I just think Michigan, at the end of the day, had better offense, better defense. The only reason Alabama was in the game was the special teams blunders from Michigan. That's that's about it. And I even called when it went to overtime. I was like, uh, Alabama's in trouble here because special teams doesn't matter as much in overtime. So, yep. Uh, all right, well. I guess we'll we'll preview the national championship on Wednesday, which will be Michigan against Washington, which I'm pretty sure is completely opposite of what the entire country was predicting. So that's fun. Hey, by the way, as long as this championship ends up being decent, this may be the best playoff we've ever had. I mean, anybody I did, anybody disagree with this? I, I mean, after well, watching these games, dude. I'm not sure that Washington isn't going to obliterate Michigan. I don't because that defensive line, that defensive line is really good. Penix isn't going to be able to to be able to thing, throw though, as deep down the field like as he was throwing today. Michigan's defense, yes, is insane, but Eli Penix can make those throws. Michael, Michael, Michael Penix. I don't know why I keep thinking his name is Eli, but Michael yes, Penix. He can make those. He, throws. he can make those throws that Jalen Milrow just can't. I mean, Jalen Milrow improved a ton throughout the season. I don't want to take anything away from him, but he's not Michael Penix. Michael Penix is by far way better quarterback. And, like, Washington's defense is probably not as good as Alabama's defense. But I they're I don't think they're good at all, yeah, to be honest with you. They're good enough to keep Michigan from scoring on 50% of their possessions. And I think Michigan has to score on at least 50% of their possessions to keep up with what Washington's going to do. I think it's going to be fun. I actually do think – I think Washington's going to win simply because of Michael Penix Jr. Yeah. But I think it's going to be fun. I think It it, it should be fun. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be really fun. Um, And I'm I'm thinking it may come down to a last-minute drive by Michael Penix Jr. Uh, 
I, I could see that happening for sure. But anyway, we'll talk more about that on Wednesday. Let's. Are you done with the Alabama game, Tanner? You ready to move on to the NFL, or do you got more you want to say? I think so. Okay. All right, let's move over to some NFL games. Um, well, I'll just run through the scores if we don't want to talk about it. We don't have to. Thursday night football, Jets at Browns. Browns win 37-20. to 20. Uh, Joe Flacco just does his thing again. He doesn't care that he's playing against a great defense. We he do just... need to talk about the fact that dude was literally falling asleep on the bench. That is hilarious. <laughs> he's an old man, bro. Uh, I did see a post, though. It said... Guys, can we stop giving Joe Flacco a hard time? This dude is literally a dad of like three or four kids. This is literally any time he sits down. Yes. How many games? So, Joe Flacco has played five games this year? Okay. He already has more passing yards listen, than Deshaun Watson. Listen, so listen to this. Passing touchdowns this season, okay? Joe Flacco has played in five games. Flacco 13. Giants 13. <laughs> Panthers 13. Titans 12. Steelers twelve, Jets eleven. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That that makes me want to go lay in the road. And the only like reason the only reason the Panthers have thirteen is because they play the Packers. Yeah. But we'll get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, so that we didn't have any Friday games this week. Saturday we had one game. Got a lot to talk about in this one. Oh, yeah. Lions at Cowboys. Cowboys win twenty to nineteen. But did they? Uh, Lions score a touchdown with what you think twenty seconds to go, something I like think that. So something about twenty something seconds, and they're down by one after the touchdown. They go for two for the win. They throw to an offensive lineman that they assumed had reported as an eligible receiver. Oh. It's, a, it's a catch, and it's a, and it's a, and it's a two point conversion. Good. So they should have a twenty one to twenty lead, but flag comes out says illegal touching, that number 68 never reported eligible. Taylor Decker. Taylor Decker, 68. And 68, Taylor Decker, Taylor Decker is livid and is screaming, losing his mind. And Coach, uh, what's the coach name on the lines again? Uh, Dan wow. Gilmet. Uh, I forgot, too. Why Dan Campbell. Dan, Dan, Campbell. Yeah, that's Dan Campbell is losing his mind. Now he's screaming at these officials. The official claims... That number 70 reported eligible and number 68 did not. Uh, so let me, I'm going to break this down as much as I can for without video here. So okay. all you need to know is that the NFL immediately after reviewing this suspended that crew from calling any playoff games. Yes. So, so number 68 is already in the game. Okay. He's in the huddle with uh, Jared Goff. Okay, number 70 is on the sideline at this point, but number 70 is being sent into the game because they're going with heavy personnel. 70 is running onto the field while number 70 is running onto the field, kind of running in the direction of the official. Number 68 is in the huddle with Jared Goff and Jared Goff points at number 68 and and then points at the official. Hey, go tell the official you're eligible. Your reporting is eligible. Go tell him. So you can clearly see Jared Goff pointing to go tell the official. To, to his lineman and tell him to go tell the official. And the guy's like, Taylor Decker is like, okay, I'm going to go. So he leaves the huddle, runs to the official. He runs to the official and is speaking to the official. You can see him clearly on the camera speaking to the official. And he's saying something. And the official the whole time is looking at number 70 running onto the field. 
While number 68 is speaking to him, the official nods his head. Okay, okay, okay. The official runs then to the defensive line of the Cowboys and is telling them so-and-so has reported eligible, so-and-so has reported eligible. What you can hear on a video broadcast from the, the Mexican broadcast, you can hear him telling the defensive line, hey, number 70 is reporting as eligible, number 70 is reporting as eligible. Because that's So that's what he's told. He, he told the defensive line number 70. Even though it seems to, by all indications, the number 68 was the guy telling him, hey, I am reporting as eligible. I'm, but the official was looking at number 70 because he was running out of the field. It seems like to me, and it seems like to everybody else really, but just from what I from what I know as far as the way officiating, the way these crews work, and the way these officials and the referees are thinking, the referee was not focused enough in that moment. He he assumed what was being told to him because he could see the guy coming from the sidelines and was processing what he needed to do before he actually heard what was actually being said to him in that situation. Which is really, really unfortunate because Based on the ending of this game and the Eagles blowing it against the Cardinals, we'll talk about that later. It has completely changed. This one missed call has completely changed the entire NFC playoff picture. Dude, it, it has changed everything. I I do want to give Dan Campbell credit here because you could tell he was absolutely livid in the post game conference, like. Because the announcers were just asking him, or the reporters were just asking him stupid questions in general, like what what happened there at the end of the game on that two point conversion call? Like what what happened? He was like, we wanted to win the game, and they were like, no, but what happened with the refs? He was like, oh, one person apparently reported eligible. They said it was seventy. We thought it was sixty eight. But like, but Dan Campbell was obviously <laughs> like insanely mad, but he kept it as calm as he possibly could while like. Backing his team and letting them know what happened was completely unacceptable and not their fault. But then also doing a great job of not just 100% blaming the officials, which he very easily could have done. But he knows all that's going to do is end with a fine for him. Like, I I don't even know how he did what he did. Because if I was in that situation, I would be going off. I would be, like, telling the refs that they were the worst refs in the world. Like, how do you miss that? blatant call and like I would be calling him a bunch of cheaters he didn't he he was just like they they said that this was the reasoning I mean I'm I'm mad about it I don't think so but that's what they said so and I I just have to give Dan Campbell credit because I wouldn't be able to do that so yeah I mean here here's the thing dude every time these these NFL teams do like a heavy package like that and have an extra offensive lineman that extra offensive lineman is always reported as eligible. If he, if he's being put on the end of the line and he's in a, and he's in an illegal receiving position like this guy was, they are always reported eligible because it makes no sense for you not to be reported eligible. Like there's literally no reason for you to be there if you're not reported as eligible. Even if you're not going to use him as a on a route, it makes no sense not to make him eligible because he is in a legal position, so you might as well make him an eligible receiver. Uh, so it was definitely designed for him to be that way. He definitely talked to the official, and everybody on the lines assumed that he was eligible, and he definitely said something to the referee. I, it was, I mean, look, I in some ways I feel bad for the referee, man, because I understand how it happened. I, I get how it happened, and I feel bad for him, 
But it's just an unacceptable, especially at that situation, 20 seconds to go in the game, two-point conversion to win the game. Your focus has to be at an all-time high right there. And it just was not for him. Like, that's just unacceptable, man. For me, I can understand it if it was like he kind of acknowledged 68 and 70 both coming towards him. Which I see what you're saying as far as like he was looking at 70 the whole time. But 68 was the one talking to him. And he literally nodded his head at Taylor Decker. He was like, okay, yeah, I got it. Like nodding his head up and down. At that point, Taylor Decker's like, Okay, yeah. I said that I was eligible. He nodded yeah. his head in acknowledgement. Yeah. What else are you supposed to do? I, I, I've heard some like, arguments from some people saying that like Taylor Decker should have made sure, without a doubt, that they understood the the official understood what he was saying. I want to screw that dude. Like <laughs> Taylor Decker did exactly what he was supposed to do, and he had every reason in the world to believe that the official understood what he was saying. Yeah, like what? Well, like he had every reason in the world. I. I yeah, I feel terrible for All him. I'm saying is, I hate Cowboy fans. There was almost a fight that literally broke out at work because of this game, bro. Like, we had to escort people out and ban them. And they were Cowboy fans because of this banned? game. I'm not playing, bro. Because there was a table, there was a, there was a party of six that were there. Like, a bunch of, like, younger kids and their dad. And there was, like, two 15-, 16-year-olds that were right beside of them. When the Cowboys scored, they were yelling, like, F-U, F-U to the 15-, 16-year-olds. Oh, my God. And then I le- – I'm not playing, bro. I was bartending. I told their server. I was – I called her over there, and I was like, you need to get a manager because I'm telling you, if the Lions score on this drive, there's going to be a fight breakout. And she was like, okay, okay. So they come out. Of course, the Lions score on this drive. So the other fans are like, F the Cowboys, F the Cowboys. And then they got mad. And then the two-point conversion thing happened after that. And then they jumped up and yelled, you know, F the F the Lions, F the Lions. And then, like, we I pretty could, much had to ban them. Honestly, I don't know how there wasn't a fight. Because Bro. if I was passionate about a team and something like that happened, either in my favor or not in my favor, I would be so livid. Bro. Like, if I was a Lions fan and I got screwed over like that, bro. So the fun, and then no. someone's yelling F you to my face. The, be- oh. bro, the best part about this story, bro, the Lions fans weren't even Lions fans. There was one Commanders fan and one Lions fan or one Dolphins fan. They had bet on the Lions, bro. So these Cowboy fans are letting them have it when they're not even really fans of these teams, bro. I'm not like, going to lie. I would be the in the exact same position. <laughs> this All this chaos that happened on the two-book conversion is blinding everybody to the fact that both teams played like garbage in this game. This Honestly, was a garbage football so, game. Yeah. After the penalty, let's just be 100% honest, they should have just kicked the extra point. Dan Campbell literally yeah. went for two out of stubbornness You're at that point. chance, bro. Just yeah. kick the extra point. Like, like come on. After the penalty... They don't blame him because, look, if he kicks the extra point right there, this is still a story, but it's, it would be forgotten about pretty quickly. That's but because because he didn't kick the extra point... He, because, let's be... The Lions, whether they won or lost the game, they're probably getting the three seed regardless. Yeah. They probably were not going to get the two seed. So it didn't really matter that much. Dan Campbell's goal was to let the world know that he got screwed over. That was his goal, and he and he achieved that. So I respect him for that. Also, this is completely not being talked about. 
My comparisons, how do you jump off sides on a two-point conversion from, like, the seven-yard line, bro? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that. What are you doing, dude? That's pretty bad. Yep. Pretty bad. I love Micah Parsons. Despite all my hate for the Cowboys, I actually genuinely That's like That's not Micah getting Parsons. talked about, bro, and I love you. No <laughs> homo, but I love you, bro. How do you that jump up? off sides on a two-point conversion from, like, the seven-yard line, bro? What are you doing? Oh, my God. All right, we need to move on. Uh, Dolphins at Ravens. Oh, yeah. boy. Do you still think the Ravens are bad? I, I never said they were bad. I still don't think they're a great team. The Ravens win 56-19. to 19. I mean, the first half was kind of back and forth, to be honest. And the second half, the Ravens just ran away. Just people running wide open. Just whatever the Ravens wanted to do, they did it. And as many bad games as Tua's had this year, this is this is his worst game of his it's career. It's really, really hard for me to like take it. I've I've been trying to tell to you guys. Him. I'm not. Dude, this I, was really bad. Okay, I'm not like giving up on Tua. I think Tua is. A I think player. it's time to give up on Tua. Let's put it this way: the Dolphins aren't winning a Super Bowl with that guy. It's not. I don't know about that. It's not going to happen. I don't know about that. I do know about. That. I don't agree with. That. I know about. That. I do agree. I, I, I'm so confident that I may draft the Dolphins on my, my list this week. Almost. You won't do it. No balls. You won't do it. probably won't do it. Exactly. <laughs> but actually, are we doing that today or are we do it Wednesdays? Wednesdays. But nice. By the, way, by the way, there was, I think it was like the last drive of the first half. So it was a pretty big drive. There was like a fourth and like six or something for the Ravens. Where Lamar was getting pressured and he stepped up into the pressure and threw the ball while while be on the run and getting hit at his feet and threw it out perfect coverage by a Dolphins guy on Isaiah Likely and the throw was out in front of Isaiah Likely just a little bit Isaiah Likely stuck out one hand bro and just palmed that thing and ran it forty more yards to the house that was an incredible play I I. I but more so, are you I, giving Lamar Jackson? Lamar credit? Jackson has some credit. Isaiah likely has more credit, but I will give Lamar Jackson Dude, a little. I bit still of have an erection right now bro. from that, bro. It was a great. Like, great thank play. you, Brandon, for giving Lamar Jackson credit, bro. Uh, thank you so much. The throw, the throw was where it needed to be, but it was still because it's fourth down. Like you have to make the throw. Like you can't take that sack, even if it's not, even you just got to take the throw. So he he did, and Isaiah likely made an incredible play. Oh my! That was, I, that was such a good football play, dude. That was so pretty. I do want to go back to the previous week really quick with the Ravens 49ers game. All right, so there has been a talk about curse that every team that has beaten the 49ers this year, the 49ers have scored 17 points in every single one of their losses. And either that game or the very next game, the quarterback of the team that they lost to has gotten a season-ending injury. The 49ers finished with 19 points in that game against the Ravens because of the safety to Lamar. So there was people saying, what if the ref was actually a time traveler and went back in time and made sure that the safety happened to make sure that Lamar didn't get hurt for the season? I yes. saw that. that was, it was wild stuff. Mind-blowing. I saw it, too. It's crazy. I didn't crazy. want to spend 60 seconds talking about it on the podcast. I think it's worth it. I think our, I think our viewers will be entertained. Okay. All right, well, we're going to move on now. Patriots at Bills. 
Brandon didn't find that as amusing. The Bills win 27-21. to The Patriots return to the opening kickoff for a touchdown. And the Bills played like trash in this game again. Uh, but it didn't matter because the Patriots are just that bad. So, Bills get the win, setting up with the Dolphins' loss, setting up a winner-takes-all match. Do the Patriots take a quarterback draft in your opinion? That's not even a question. Yeah, I... I think they have to. They're going to end up. I think Bill Belichick decides to take like a defense. I think Bill Belichick's not going to be. Bill Belichick will not be the coach. They're going to end up. Drake May is going to end up on the Patriots. You think it'll be Drake May? Yeah. He's going to be the second quarterback taken, and the Patriots are. Are you going down every game right there, or are you skipping so? No, I'm going through everything. Okay. Oof. Yeah. Drake May is going to be the second one taken. Oof. He's going to go to the Patriots. Oof. I, I, I really believe that. Uh,. He should. He probably should be the second one. Michael Penix probably should be the first, and Drake May should be the second. I was about to say, bro, after Ty- that Caleb, Caleb Williams shouldn't even be a first-round pick. Caleb but. Williams is bad, dude. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's bad. I, he's bad. I think he is very far off from, like, what everybody thinks yes. he we, is. We have plenty of time to talk about that. Yes. We're going to move on uh, to a team that's just moving up the standings but are just ruining their draft. But they're still going to have the number one overall pick. It's the Falcons at Bears. Bears win thirty-seven to seventeen. Did you guys see where Bears fans in a chaining to keep Justin? Bates? Yes, in a snow game. Yeah. And after the game, Bears fans are chanting, "We want Fields. We want Fields." Uh, that's not happening. No, <laughs> that's I not it, happening. I think it probably will they're, happen. They're going to trade back from the number one overall yeah. pick and get like five hundred more million I picks. I honestly don't think so. They're taking Caleb Williams. I, truly I don't think they are. I truly I believe. I really don't think they are, dude. I, 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 they're going to – either way, look, as a Packers fan, dude, either way we win. Okay? Either way we win. <laughs> either you're keeping Justin Fields, win for us, or you're taking Caleb Williams, win for us. What if they take Michael Penix? Either way. They're not going to take Michael Penix. What if they do, though? Even, the, I, I, even if they do, I'm not worried. Left-handed quarterbacks in the NFL, oh, not worried. Hold, hold on. I do really quickly want to say, as the Falcons fan here, as soon as I saw the weather for this game, I was like, that the Falcons have zero chance of winning this game. Because, like... Yeah, they're not used to that. Yeah. Nope. They, they play... They play in a dome. They play in Georgia. So, even if their practice field is outside, which I'm pretty sure their practice field is it's inside also. Even... Literally, they play in a dome. And then they're going to Chicago, playing in the snowy, sleet, yeah. rain. It's like, not even just them. It's their whole division. Yeah. They play in the NFC South, which yeah. is in Florida. The, yeah, the Saints. It, it's literally Florida. The most dome. The harshest, the harshest environment in the NFC South is Carolina. Yeah. The Carolina Panthers. I, Charlotte. You're, yes. you're literally on the coast of a southern team. Or you're in a dome. Yeah. Like, so. so they have zero. Yeah, they were not prepared to be playing in snow. Yeah. That was not, never going to work out. But, anyway. Um, that doesn't excuse Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith is still a garbage coach. He needs to be fired. They can, anyway. still, they can still win the division next time. Arthur Smith is garbage. He needs to be fired. I still believe Joe Barry, Smith. The, the Packers still have a chance to make the playoffs. Joe Barry needs to be fired. Well, Joe Barry's not a head coach. Arthur okay. Smith is a head coach. But Joe Barry is awesome, really. I look what Arthur Smith has done with with the quarterback situation. I I, I think he gave um, what's his name way too long of a Ritter. Yeah, they gave Desmond Ritter too long of a leash this year, and I'm not I'm still not sure what they're doing with uh, what's the running back, Dad Gummit. 
Bijan. Bijan Robinson. Tyler Algier had Algier's a great playing run. great. Bijan Robinson still needs more touches, but if you're not necessarily playing for this season, I kind of get it. Just save the guy for next year and then just just release him like crazy next year. Algier doesn't get enough respect. That dude has done nothing but ball out. Maybe maybe Algier is just better than Bijan. I don't think. I wouldn't go that Maybe. I don't know. But Algier is awesome. Algier is great. All right. We need to move on. Uh, Titans at Texans. I don't just move on. I don't even want to talk about <laughs> All that needs to be said is CJ Stroud came back and uh Nico Collins came back. That's yeah. all that needs to be and said. There's the tech the Titans secondary. Yeah. yeah. I'll say one thing. Oh boy. Christian Fulton. Yeah. Yeah. Christian Fulton played okay. Yeah. Uh by the way, the uh, the Bills the Bills would really like the Titans to beat the Jaguars next week, Tanner. No, that's not going to happen. They might. Could. I don't know. No, that's not going to happen. Anyway. Start Malik, bro. Lose this game. Anybody and let's go done? get our left tackle. Raiders at Colts. Colts win 23-20. to You've got to be kidding me. The Colts are going to make the playoffs. They just keep beating just trash teams. It's because how is, Gardner Mitch you, though. How is, it, yes, we'll get to that. How is every team the Colts play garbage? Like, how do they only play against garbage teams? Like, do they play? Where are they? Like, I don't understand. They're only playing against just terrible teams. Uh, but anyway, they win again. Gardner Minshew is a legit, like, good borderline starting quarterback. And if Anthony Richardson had been playing all year, they would not be in this situation. No, no they would not even be a 500 team. I yeah, really I agree, agree with that. They wouldn't be 500. I agree. Completely agree with that. Uh, I don't think there's anything else to say. The Raiders are not a good football team. Nope. Uh, moving on. Panthers at Jaguars. Jaguars score 26. The Jaguar, the Panthers score zero. I do want to talk about this. Okay, so the Panthers score zero, which is what they should be scoring, <laughs> a week after they scored 30 it's against <laughs> Joe Barry. Yeah. And the week before they scored 30, they scored seven. Yes. So they went seven and zero. Yeah. In between between those, they scored 30 against the Packers. 30. I mean... I mean, what else do we need? Do we need to see? So here's the thing that I Joe Barry Hall of Fame, baby. Here's the thing I want to bring up. People are praising Joe Barry for only giving up ten points this week against the Vikings, which we'll get to later. But the Vikings' offense is garbage, dude. Like the Panthers are terrible, and you gave up thirty last week. I don't care what you do this week, bro. Like it's we'll get to that later. Rams at Giants. The Rams win a wild one, 26-25. The Giants scored a late touchdown on this one and went for two to go for the win. Tyrod Taylor rolls out to the right. Saquon rolls out with him. Wide open dump pass. Easy as it gets two-point conversion. And Tyrod throws it four yards behind Saquon for some reason. And literally, it's almost as close as I am to Ben right now. Like, it's like... (laughs) It's like four yards. I'm sure the separate got that. I, I you think, think this is four yards? I don't bro? think we're four yards away. You think this is no. four yards? Okay, so I said almost as close as I am to Ben. But close, like, it is it, seriously, like, the distance between Tyrod Taylor and Saquon on this throw is less than five yards. And he threw it four yards behind him. How is that possible? I don't know. Somehow the Giants ended up getting the ball back and almost scored. 
a field goal. They they had Mason Crosby, ironically, could have helped the Packers. Or ended up being okay anyway. But it could have helped the Packers to control their own destiny by kicking a fifty-two. Ended up being a fifty-two-yard field goal at the end in the wind, but he ended up missing it. But the three plays leading up to that field goal were all just terrible plays. I, I they, did Tyron take a sack or did Saquon just go like negative four yards? No, the first play they got negative they, yards on the third down. The first first down they spiked the ball, even though there was plenty of time and they shouldn't be spiking the ball. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So they spiked the ball, wasted one of their downs right there. The second down was an incomplete pass to the sideline that would have only gained like two yards anyway. It was like just an unreasonable throw, no reason. And the third play was a run with Saquon that lost two yards. Yes, so that was the that was the sequence of three plays. It ended up being a 52-yard field goal. This should have been more like a 40-something-yard field goal. That was just, oh, man. Anyway, it was terrible, terrible job by the Giants at the end of that game. Uh, Wondell Robinson, again, like I've been saying, Wondell Robinson can play ball. But uh, other than that, the Giants probably should have won the game. But Rams are going to be in the playoffs now, which for – NFL purposes, like that's good for the NFL. The Rams are an exciting team to watch, so that's that's a that's good. It's good to have the Rams in there. Moving on, Cardinals at Eagles. Cardinals win thirty-five to thirty-one. The Eagles really blow it. They were winning pretty big in this game too. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I fell asleep during the second half of the first games. I. Whenever they said the Eagles lost, I was like, "What? What do you mean the Eagles lost? Like yeah. it was like twenty-one to three or something like that." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I they just fell apart, man. Just completely fell apart, and that combined with the way the Eagles or the Cowboys and Lions game ended, I mean, it's just a, so, a disaster. I'm curious. Crazy. Like, the NFC playoff picture is just completely flipped. Enough. I'm curious to hear what you guys think about this. Are you worried about the Eagles? Or do you think they're just hitting a bad stretch right now? The Eagles would be fine. They're n- Look, at the end of the day, NF- the NFC is the 49er. There is no team that can compete with the 49ers. Okay, the Eagles, we thought the Eagles and the Cowboys could maybe. No, they've proven, like, they can't. The e- The Eagles and the Cowboys are not competitors with I the I would like to point out, the Cardinals have only won four games this year. One of them being to the Cowboys, one of them being to the Eagles. Yeah, very bizarre. They've won four games total this year. One yep. of them to the Cowboys, one of them to the Eagles. Yep. That's just very strange. Call that division what it is. Bad. All right, moving on. Saints at Buccaneers. Saints win 23-13. to I guess the Saints don't just own Tom Brady. They just own the Buccaneers. That's just – the Saints just – they just own – the Buccaneers can't play football. Why you got to take it there, bro? Because ba- Baker Mayfield's been looked outstanding the past few weeks and then just looked like garbage this Thank week. you for what, that, by the way. What quarterback also had a perfect passer rating against the Packers? Baker Mayfield. Yeah. yeah. And then they scored 13 points this week. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, everybody, when quarterbacks play great against the Packers, let's just take a step back. It's not that big of a deal. Okay? Just relax. Joe Barry's. Yeah. Moving on. Joe Barry's the MVP. 49ers at Commanders. The 49ers slept walk through the entire game and it didn't matter. They won 27 to 10. Christian McCaffrey only played like one quarter and still slight outstanding. Speaking of sleepwalking, Sam Howell looked like he was sleepwalking for most of this game. Yep. Yep. 
I not much else to say. Honestly, I don't really think that Commander... Brock Purdy had a really cool play in this game. I've never seen him make an athletic play like that before, but he made a really cool play. I, I think the Commanders were trying to get a better draft. Yeah, honestly. when you play against the Commanders defense, it's kind of hard to judge. But Moving on, Steelers at Seahawks. Steelers win 30-23. to The streak stays alive. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record. Mason Rudolph's the guy. I think people understand, though. Like, let's hang on. I don't think people truly understand how crazy of a stat that is. I, th- I think they all understand. Like, everybody treats it like it's may- a big maybe deal. they do. It's but a big like, deal. That is insane. It's dude. crazy, dude. Like that, Mike Tomlin is. I'm not gonna say he's the greatest coach of all time, obviously, but like, I would say you got to put him top five, top ten conversation. I think he's top five. I, I I legitimately do. I agree with like that. Th- I think this year with his is his best coaching job I with think, the offense that he's had one hundred percent having to deal with Kenny freaking Pickett and also I'm tired of the disrespect on Kenny Pickett. The, <clears throat> just stop by the Sorry, Steelers man. winning this game over the Seahawks. It made it to where the Packers then controlled their own destiny. From that, if the Packers went out, the Packers make the playoffs. So thank you, Steelers. Moving on, Bengals at Chiefs. Chiefs win 25-17. to uh, Another game that just felt strange and odd. Isaiah Pacheco looked like a beast, uh, like he has been looking all year. Uh, Jake, what, what's the quarterback's name for the Bengals right now? Jake he, Browning. Yeah, Jake Browning. Yeah, he didn't look great. He didn't look great at all. Uh other than that, I don't know what else to say. That was kind of just an ugly football game, which every Chiefs game this entire season has kind of been an ugly football game. But they got the win. They clinched their division again. So they'll be in the playoffs. They'll be hosting a playoff game against somebody. Uh, they'll probably be playing against the sixth seed, which could be the Dolphins if the Bills win. Trying to think of who else it could be. That'd be interesting. Could be the Bills. No, yeah, I guess it could be the Bills if things fall the right way, but it's more chance to be the Dolphins. Dolphins at Chiefs would be that would be a fun, interesting game because I I I have no idea what would happen in that game. I, I just just no clue. We would have to just figure it out. But anyway, moving on. Gosh, this game. I mean, I've literally been – there's never been an NFL football game that I've been less interested in than this game right here. Are we counting the Chargers as an NFL football Char- game anymore? Chargers at Broncos. Literally never had less interest in a football game ever in my life. Broncos went 16-9. to Who were the quarterbacks? Chargers had Easton Stick, and the Broncos had – who was it? Uh, the guy that started for the Raiders last year. Uh, Jared Stidham. Yeah. Yeah. Jared Stidham for the Broncos. Yeah. Hey, I don't literally, n- nothing else matters. The Broncos won 16 to 9. That's all you need to know. Someone needs to look into Jared Stidham, though, because last year Derek Carr just benched out of nowhere because uh, no one really knows why. But Jared Stidham just comes in. And then this year, Russell Wilson <laughs> is a little more explainable why he got benched. It was for money reasons. But Russell Wilson gets benched. Who's the backup? Jared Stidham. Someone needs to look into that dude because he's he's whispering in the coach's ear. He's doing something. Hang on. I kind of feel like we need to like address that for just. We a already second. addressed it. 
That's not, that we Wednesday. just talked about it. On Wednesday, we addressed it. Did, did we address you're that? You talking about oh, the Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson, the Russell Wilson bitching? Yeah. It was purely yeah. money. That's literally. Yeah, we talked about yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember if we talked about that. Yeah, they did it. They did it because they can cut him. With if he they they don't want to risk injure, him getting injured. Yeah. Because if he gets injured, they're going to have to pay him more money. And I Sean understand. Payton is building his own thing in Denver. He yeah. he could care less about Russell Wilson. Yeah. So, moving on. The last game on the docket, Packers at Vikings. Packers win 33-10. to 10. Uh, It's an embarrassment. What are we going to talk about first? Are we want to talk about Joe Barry and the defense, or are we going to talk about the offense first? Which one? We'll talk about the offense, okay. just so we can end the note on trashing Joe Barry. Okay, so... Number one, I'll leave this to y'all. Number one, Jordan Love looked incredible again. I have him and Matt Lafleur are just clicking on all cylinders right now, and it's really fun to watch. It doesn't even matter who the receivers are. Like a guy named Bo Melton just got over a hundred yards for the for the Packers this week. Like who was that guy before this week? Nobody had. That's any the idea. first receiver yeah. to have over a hundred yards. It, it's the first. It listen. That's the crazy thing. As good as Jordan Love's stats have been this year, this whole season, there is – I don't know if you were aware of this, Tanner. As good as Jordan Love's stats have been this whole season, there has not been a single game this year where a single Packers player had over 100 receiving yards until this game. I would honestly believe that, actually. Not, no, not that, that doesn't one. surprise me. <laughs> That's not insane. A, even with the stats that Jordan Love is putting up, not yeah. a single receiver had over 100 receiving yards in a single that game. That honestly doesn't Dude, surprise dudes me. Dudes have like five games of over 300 yards yes. this season, and yeah. not a single receiver has had over 100. They're just spreading it to everybody. At a guy named Bo Milton, who was signed off the practice squad, is the first one. I, I, I will and, say... This is probably best case scenario for Bo Melton to be signed by the Packers because he was never playing for the Seahawks, bro. Yeah, Plus, he, 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 wasn't gonna, I mean, he was on this practice Tyler Lock- the practice squad Seahawks. DK yeah. Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, which I do want to say, Jackson Smith and Jigba the past few weeks, yeah. that dude's been balling now. Yeah. So. so, yeah. I mean, and uh, today the Packers assigned him to an actual contract. He's not on a practice squad contract anymore. He's on an actual full season contract. So congrats to that guy. He earned it. And the team absolutely loves that guy. Seems like a really cool dude. Uh, Aaron Jones came back. Aaron Jones had a great game, 130-something total yards. Awesome. Uh, other than that, I mean, the offense just looks really, really, really good. But let's move over to the defense. Defense only allows 10 points, and the touchdown came off of a muffed punt. So that really wasn't even the defense's fault either. So the defense pretty much played a perfect game in this game. But here's the thing. Here's the reason why. Joe Barry's defense gives you all it wants to give you, and it's just relying on you to make a mistake. And when you're playing NFL quarterbacks, that doesn't happen. But for the good news for the Packers in this game, they weren't playing against NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay? So that's that's literally it, – it doesn't matter that they got Justin Jefferson and they got – why am I forgetting everybody's names tonight? Jordan Addison. Jordan Addison. It doesn't matter that they've got those guys. They don't have an NFL quarterback. So it, it, it you can set back and play passive with, with people like that because they're just never going to be able to do it. They're going to make the mistakes that you're begging for. When you're playing against actual NFL quarterbacks, and yes, Bryce Young, he's an actual NFL quarterback. He's just on a terrible team. Thank you for that take. He's bro. not, he's not going to make... That's not even a hot take. He's not going to make those mistakes that you're begging for, Okay. 
But uh, it just, it just, uh, no, the reason that I say that is like. Man, Tanner's really going to go off topic right here. No, the reason that I say that is like, I'm so sick and tired of people calling him the biggest bust of the NFL season. That's just insane. The I, Panthers I'm are sick and tired. No. The Panthers have busted. Yeah, yeah like, I, I'm so sick and tired of people calling him the biggest bust because, like, they're not looking at the entire story when they say that. It just it just drives me crazy. I'm Honestly, sorry. I'm not trying to get off topic. I'm really I, not. But. I feel very similar for the Bryce Young situation as I feel for the uh, Andrew Luck situation, honestly. He was drafted like to be the savior of a franchise, but that franchise just sucks. Yeah. So the Panthers are even worse than the Colts. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's not even close. This Panthers team, I'm not saying they're one of the worst NFL teams ever, but I would put them in maybe a top five, top ten conversation. <laughs> really, like I don't like. I'm being the, serious. The only reason they are not the worst team ever is because of Bryce Young. Yes. That's the, that's the only reason they're not the worst team ever. And let's. Adam Thielen has played. Back. Browns were a thing when Johnny Manziel was there. Yes. The, yeah. The, the, the Lions also. Are, are we done with the Packers? Packers? Uh, yeah. Let's, I, I don't got anything else really to say. I think I, I do want to add one more thing with the Seahawks really quick. Why did Drew Locke start one week, played decently well, and then all of a sudden they're like, Ah, nah, Geno Smith is the guy again. What? What? What are they doing? I don't know. I mean, Drew Luck, it's not like he played terrible, and they won the game. I think that the, the Seahawks probably win that game against the Steelers if Drew Luck's playing. I 100% agree. Like, what? Yeah. I don't know. As a Packers fan, I'm thankful. I'll take yeah. it. But, but very strange, yeah. With those receivers, with the kind of receivers they have, Drew Locke is just a better fit for that yeah. offense than you know is. Tyler Lockett is that deep threat that just – and sideline threat, honestly – DK is just the big body receiver that doesn't care who's guarding him. He's just bigger than they are, so it doesn't matter. And then Jackson Smith and Jigbo is just that dude also. So, like, they have three dudes at receivers. That's literally it. Yep. So, all you need is a quarterback that's going to fire the ball at them. Yep. And Drew Locke is going to fire the ball at them. That, so. that receiving core is, especially with you're looking at the top three, is – it's it's very comparable to last year's Bengals, like yeah. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. Like it's a very, I think they're that good. I I honestly wish we had ranked receiving cores because that receiving core is up there, bro. It, they have it's they have climbed yeah. this year. Earlier in the year, I wouldn't have said that, but the way Jackson Smith and Jigba has, has DK has taken another step, and Jackson Smith and Jigba has taken another step, and Tyler Lockett has just been the same dude. They just don't really use Tyler Lockett yeah. much anymore. But, but anyway, I don't really have anything else to say this week. It's super late. Are you guys ready to wrap this up? Bro, I am totally fine with that. Okay. I got to be up in five hours. I, I got to be at work in five hours, actually. So Yeah, good luck no with that. One Happy birthday. Hopefully, Happy birthday, hopefully, bro. Hopefully, work gives you a little bit of slack for, for it being your birthday. They probably won't. No. <laughs> They'll work you harder. I love my work. I work. My boss is awesome. The guys I work with is awesome. But they, nah, they don't care that it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's one of the saddest parts about growing up and becoming an adult is finding out that just because it's your birthday, nobody cares. Yeah. You still got to go to work yeah. and you're still screwed. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about it. <laughs> yep. but alright we'll talk to you guys on Wednesday 
We may mention a little more about the playoff stuff if more information comes out about something bizarre. But we'll be previewing the championship. We'll be previewing week 18 of the NFL season. Wrapping up, we may go over some playoff scenarios, what teams need to do to clinch certain spots or to get into playoffs at all. Several different things to look at there. For the Packers, just got to beat the freaking Bears. I swear if we lose to the Bears, Justin Fields, bro. I will laugh I'm, so hard. I am not going to be You will start this pod. You will hear me laughing when you say welcome me on the neutral side. Oh, I'm not boy. Oh, please don't happen. Anyway, <laughs> thank you guys. We'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. See ya. Roll time.